0: Welcome into this episode of Show Your Scars with Jordan Angeli, a look inside the journey back from a devastating injury. We may not choose for this to happen to us, but we appreciate who we've become in the process. Now let's dive into this week's episode as we share our strengths and show our scars with pride. What is up, Show Your Scars? I hope you guys are having a great start to your Monday. I just saw this little picture about um, it says I love Mondays and it's a little Monday motivation for you it says one a fresh start two a chance to set a new tone for the rest of the week three a great day to be alive I love that I think Mondays can have a bad rap and I hope that listening to this podcast and getting some motivation from not only me and but really the inspiration that my guests bring is something that maybe helps you look forward to Monday, look forward to having a fresh start, really getting after your goals and your rehab process to getting back to full health this week. Today I have, I'm going to share with you guys a conversation I had with somebody that randomly knows all these people that I know. It's funny in the sports world how so many people can be connected. This person, Schnez Beljanovska. And, Shnez, I really hope I say your last name right. She is an Australian women's soccer player. She just recently retired and moved to the United States to pursue another dream of hers, which is to help people on the physical side of fitness and sports. And what I think is really cool about Shnez's story is that Something that was innate to her, something that was really natural to her her whole life and maybe she kind of moved away from naturally, which was being in the weight room and lifting and she was always really good at it, It ended up being the thing that she is helping people with in the long run now with a lot of athletes in the Southern California area. I have a really good conversation with Schnee. She talks about how she went through two ACL rehabs and the first one really beat her, and she was really honest with it, and I thought that was noble of her and humble of her to say that. And she talks about the depression she faced and how during her second injury and the process between the first and the second and kind of noticing what she had noticed about how she handled her first injury and the rehab process, how it really helped her get through the second one and address it in a totally different way it's really cool to see her change not only her outlook and the way she thinks about the rehab process and how that immediately impacts how much she found growth in the process but how she also changed the way she ate and that has been a big part of not only who she is now but how much it helped her get healthier quicker It's just a good conversation. I'm excited to work with Schnez because I think as an athlete going through this, you really start to relate to other athletes who have gone through this, and she has taken it and run with it and created a really cool platform to help others. So I hope you guys enjoy this conversation with Schnez and like her energy and her Australian accent because that's always fun, right? And without any more, we're going to just jump right into our conversation.
1: tell me about you okay so how old are you really quickly I'm 30 30 okay I'm 29 I um I so I played soccer my whole life uh Mm -hmm. 20 years and I played all the way through till I was 26 I was I was exceptionally good at the gym like Mm -hmm. I always good at the gym and that was something that I hated though I hated the gym and I used to come up with any reason not to go and not to be part of the whole strength and conditioning aspect. And I'm not sure why I did. I just did when I was younger and I was coming out of uh, college or whatever. And then one of the one of the coaches, because um, we had like a school team, then we had the pro team. Very, mm-hmm. very different in Australia. I don't know if you know much about it, but there is no college teams in Australia. You just go straight to pro basically. Right. And um, so I got into the pro league. The W league started when I was 19. And I got into that straight away. So the first season I, I was in it and I stayed in it every single season for six years. And I stayed with Canberra United for the first, uh, I think it was four years. And then I went to, oh, no, three three years for the first three years I was in Canberra United. Then I went to Melbourne Victory. I played in Melbourne Victory and I was housing with the, um, the captain of the Matilda's, the captain of the Shane, um, yeah. girl, yeah. uh, female, whatever. Who is that? And yeah. uh, Melissa Barbieri, you would know Yeah, yeah. story. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah set, so I think I've sent her stuff. You would have, yes, because she yeah. saw a lot of stuff that I posted about, mm-hmm. and she's like, and then she shared something that I posted I, <laughs> I uh, on Facebook. I was just like, anyway. So, uh, yeah, so her name's um, Melissa or Bubs or whatever. Huge, huge um, athlete in, in Australia. So she taught her ACL as well. Um, she's, I think she taught hers like uh, recently, like two years ago. So, mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so I was with her with Melbourne Victory and then I went back to Canberra United for another season. Then I went to Adelaide United and then I was going to try and play one more season and right before my last, uh, right before that season, like we're playing, um, in the local season, which you still get paid for. Okay. So I was playing in a local season and I, do you know who Caitlin Munoz is? Uh,
0: how how do you spell her last name?
1: Her last name is M-U-N-O-Z. I think I've seen that name. Yeah. You you would have seen her. She's, she's like one of the, um, she's one of, she's like been around forever. Yeah. A day. She's just been playing and playing and playing. She gets knee injuries left, right and center. I think she's torn her ACLs like five times now. I think she's oh, up to no. number five or six. Yeah, oh, she just, no. she's on her way back right now from her, her, I'm going to say even maybe six. I'm not even sure cause <sighs> I can't keep up. So she does, she does meniscal tears constantly. But anyway, so she actually, her and I, um, she tackled me. Um, in a way that I've never been tackled. And um, out of that, I did six different damages. So I didn't just have my ACL, like dislocation. I think I ruptured the posterior lateral corner. I I fractured my tibia. I tore my MCL as well. And then I I completely ruptured my lateral meniscus and they could only save it for um, a third of it. So it was a really, really significant damage. Mine was really, really... So out of majority of ACLs, right? People will do it on their own. 20% of people will do it the way that through a tackle, only 20%. Now it was part of that 20%. And out of that 20%, I was one of the top 3% to do the damages that I did. So Mm. it was very significant. So basically I coupled perfect timing and direction, force and everything into, Mm. um, into that, that injury. So I was in, I was on crutches and everything. I wasn't able to straighten my leg for about six weeks, but I always like I, I, at this point I had, um, I'd done my fitness diploma, I had done my uh, degree in human nutrition, so I was well and truly, like, establishing myself in my career as a a personal trainer, as a coach, and a nutritionist, so I was like, I don't want to not work, so I worked anyway, nearly got DVT, Um, so that scared me a little bit, because... You nearly uh, got what? DVT, deep vein thrombosis. What's so that? you know how they get them on planes? You know how when they stay on planes, you should always stand up, otherwise you can get blood clots. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that much fluid in my calf that I almost got a blood clot because I was standing so much after my ACL and I was working. So this is why this is why the recovery is so important. This is why elevation right. is so important because we do not understand. And usually after ACLs, you're like, I just want to do stuff. I just want to do stuff. Right. To like, understand that the blood flow. Does not want you to do stuff. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so this is why you know people don't understand how important elevation is until someone comes up to them and says you're about to get a blood clot, you could potentially lose your leg. So, um, it gets pretty bad. So, yeah. Um, I, I, and mine was all work related. I wasn't doing it because you know I was trying to be like, like play soccer. I was doing it because I was you know earning a living. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I ended up coming back out of that ACL. Was, that one was not good for me. I, mentally, it actually beat me, completely beat me. I was basically depressed for a whole year. Like, I was not happy. I was mm-hmm. extremely unhappy, especially with the limitations and um, not being able to do what I usually do. Considering my job was fitness and then my obviously my lifestyle was fitness, I was so limited. So I started to come back and, you know, the surgeon said, give us a 12 full months. Uh, Before you try to play again, I said, "Okay, no worries. I'll listen to you. I'll do everything I'm meant to do." And I did my rehab exactly how I was, but mentally and emotionally, I didn't do it right. Like, you know how you? What do you? Why do you say that? Right? Yeah. Why do you say like? I want to know more about
0: that. Like you said that you're depressed and you're, you know, and and I acknowledge, like I, I can totally feel that because I, I know that I was depressed at times too. Um, but I want to like dive into that a little deeper, like. What was it? Like, did you feel like everything, like you couldn't even get yourself into thinking a positive thought? It was nothing. Yeah. Did you not allow yourself space to, like, actually um, sit and acknowledge what had happened and, like, try to work through that? Or what do you think, like, going back into that space, like, could you have done anything to help yourself in that situation?
1: Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, like, because I think with most ACL, people that do tell their ACL. The, in the first thought is when can I play again or when yeah. can I move again? And when someone says you're looking at 12 months before you're fully functional the way that you were, you think, oh, my gosh, 12 months, what am I going to do with my life? So mm-hmm. Then, you, Like for me, I started to think I'm not going to do what I usually used to do. So I start to go living in the past. And okay. I think living in the past is one of the biggest limitation that we can do because then, like, if we're living into, like, what we used to be able to do, we're never going to be able to do what we could always do. Like, this is not – it's not – possible it's like saying i'm going to do in 10 years time what i'm doing today like you don't understand you got to understand the circumstances the situation physical everything is going to come into it and i think that out of just being emotionally like distraught like the the sound of the popping it Mm. will stick with you forever right Mm -hmm. yeah you understand that 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 sound is almost like you you know as soon as you think of that and you think of what happened and it replays in your head like you remember that moment for the rest of your life you want to hear and something weird
0: is I would, um, I, I remember after my last ACL sitting in the car and driving and it was my left knee, but I'd be driving and this is months later. And I, I would have like pseudo feelings that, that my knee was shifting like the same way it wow. did when I got tackled. Like, and I'd look down and I'm like, what the, like my, yeah. my, my brain, my brain could not get past yeah. that. And so I get what yeah. you're saying with that. So continue. Yeah. Sorry to,
1: So I think that um, especially with athletes, we struggle a lot with patience, right? So when Mm -hmm. you are forced into patience, when you're forced, you have no choice, that's what brings us down because we have to then completely collaborate patience, tolerance and resilience and we have to overcome every single one of those and we're we're not mentally tough enough to do that because we are only mentally tough enough to get through 90 minutes plus. Or mm-hmm. you know someone's harsh feedback or criticism or losing a game, but we don't know what it's like to actually have to be waiting and you have to stay in you have to look for those micro changes. Like micro changes are like you have to search for them. Like yeah. oh my gosh, my knee could can, can can bend an extra five degrees. Who honestly looks for that and goes yeah, yeah. It's for me? Like right. <laughs> you know. Whereas you, you in a game, you are like awesome. You made that. That was a fucking badass tackle. You just, you know, that changed the whole game. So we look for massive my, macro changes. So, and I think that that mentality in me, I was like, I want to see change. I want to see change. And I wasn't seeing changes. I was still getting up and, and, you know, like hobbling around. I was still like, it took me forever to get a revelation on my on my bike. And I instantly was like, why is it not working? Why is what I'm doing not working? But it was working. But I didn't yeah. understand it because I had no patience. Right. And I didn't understand it because, like, my resilience to to try to b- just be understanding and, you know, maybe even give myself a little bit of a break, like it wasn't there. So I think that that's where I was like struggling a bit. So I I tried to make a comeback. I played my first game and I only played like thirty minutes and I was like, okay, super re- reserved on the field. Like, wouldn't touch anyone. Wouldn't let anyone touch me. Yeah, and this so, is twelve months. Twelve months post yep. injury 12, surgery. Yeah, twelve. Yeah, yeah. so twelve months okay. post my first one. And I was feeling like, okay, I played my first game. That's cool, awesome. And I, I think I actually played more than more than thirty minutes. I'm pretty sure I played like even closer to sixty minutes. And I was like, I feel good. Like I don't feel bad. And then the second week comes by, and they're like, okay, do you want to try and start again? Do you want to play? And I was like, yeah, I feel good. I, I feel ready. So I played seventy minutes, and I went to turn, I went to reach for a ball and intercept it, and I felt like a a bit of a shift in my knee. I was like, oh, that didn't feel. Very good. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. started getting like super like, Oh my gosh, take me off, like, you know, freak me yeah. out. Half time comes, I get my 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 physio to go, Can you just check it? And he checks it, he says, Yep, it's fine. I said, Okay, cool, get me back on there. I make a run down the down the sideline and I tried to play a ball in for a cross and I went to turn around and I it gave on me. Like it actually like I really gave on me this time mm-hmm. and I was like I felt something. I was like, This doesn't feel right. But it didn't I didn't I didn't hear it snap. And I was, like, instantly, like I'm, I'm confused. So I, I said to them at that point, I was just mentally not, not there in the game. I told them to take me off in about 77 minutes, and I came mm-hmm. off the field and my knee didn't feel right, got, got uh, another physio to check and another physio to check, and I got five physios to check my knee. They all said it was fine. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I don't believe you. I don't believe that it's okay. Let's get an MRI. Because it was getting a bit swollen, and I was trying to, like, stretch it. I was trying to stretch my quarters. Like, maybe my, my hamstrings and spasm, I don't know. So I got an MRI, MRI comes back, yep, ACL's fine. I still was like, no, there's something wrong. And one of the them said, look, you know, you don't feel right about it. Let's get you back to see the surgeon. So I book an appointment with the surgeon. I go up to Sydney um, and I see the surgeon's assistant. She said, yes, it's it's catching, it's there. And I said, okay, cool. I still don't believe you get the surgeon. So he gets the surgeon, does one test, you've retorn it. And I was like, fuck, no. Mm. And I literally said to him, please tell me that you're lying like please and he goes yeah i know your knee better than you let's book you in for another surgery and this time i'll actually weigh the cost of it wow so uh yeah yeah, yeah. that so, is like anyways, so i if, mean
0: you you saying that like i can see myself like it just puts you in just like that noise you know or that feeling can put you in that exact spot like that exact moment yeah. when when the surgeon tells you that you've done that again or you have to I remember looking yeah. at my surgeon and feeling like the whole world around me just like disappeared it and it was Yeah. And and I was like, Are you serious? Like with yeah. tears like yeah. tears that just like I, I wasn't like crying yet, like really crying, but yeah. just like well, how did this happen? And I think yeah. um, you know, in the end one of the, the big things I want is I don't want people to ever have to have that feeling. Like, yeah, it's enough. Yeah it is totally enough to like have to do it once. Like never do I want anyone to have to sit in that room with the doctor and have to have them say that to them again. And, you know, a whole another year of your life is dedicated to trying to become just healthy again. And, um, yeah. So,
1: so I was, I was like laying there and as soon as he told me, I just went pale and Mm -hmm. I just said, please tell me you're lying. And he said, no. And he, he just must've felt really bad for me because I just went dead quiet. I was like, I'm not going to cry, and I was just like, fuck that, I'm not crying, and so I was just like, basically, you know, just, I left there, and I was like, all right, let's just schedule this as soon as we can, if we don't mind, and then I scheduled it, and I left, and I was like, and I was thinking, I had a three-hour drive home, and mm. I, this is when, this is when I was just like, kind of driving home, and I was thinking about it, and I, you know, people were calling me, how's your appointment go? and all this stuff, and you're like, I'm like, yeah, I've re-torn it. Like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, look, it's okay, it's okay. And I just wanted everyone to just step off for a second so I could process it. So, yeah. you know, and we tend to do that. We tend to push everyone away, especially because we're right. like, you don't understand, you don't understand. Like, you know, they get all that all about it. And um, so I I just kind of needed some space to think about it. And it took me a little while to, to kind of come back to people and to go, you know what, this time I need you to actually be there for me and just to help me me be positive because this is my second chance at doing this right. And that's how I viewed Mm -hmm. it. This is my second chance to do this better than I've ever done it. And hopefully I will never have to get a third chance or a fourth chance. If I just nail this and do it exactly how I'm meant to and be positive and wake up excited to do rehab, then -hmm. this is going to be great for me. So I did. I went into that and I was positive. I was going and putting on like weight vests and I was doing pull-ups and I was like, no, like this is not going to beat me. First time, yes. right. second time, hell no. So I started to change my mentality. And by changing my mentality, I really changed the way that I rehabbed my body and the way I rehabbed my knee. And it's actually like, I mean, I did it for the first uh, four months and then I started to go downhill because of the other issues in my life was starting to get the better of me. Mm-hmm. But like for the most part, for knee wise, I was in the best kind of like headspace. And just by that headspace, I felt so much stronger. I was coming back probably at least two times faster than the first time I tore it. Yeah.
0: Wow. I think it's so um, interesting too is like when you start to think of it as a full body recovery and not just like your knee, it becomes something so much more powerful. Like this is not just a ACL recovery. It's like how, how do I approach hard things in life? You know?
1: Yeah. And yeah.
0: I think that figuring out how to make it a full body recovery, like from the mentality to the physicality to how um, I handle the stress and the downs and the ups and those kind of things. It just becomes something that you can really learn from. And um, probably for you too, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was something that you could really take into your career and um, help people significantly just with the knowledge of like, listen, I've been through the same exact thing with two different approaches. And the second way I did it was so much more enjoyable, which is a weird Mm -hmm. thing to say, but Mm -hmm. it was because you were choosing for it to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it changed everything just by doing that. So um, I don't know if you know Lydia Williams. Do you know who Lydia Williams Yeah. Yeah, she's torn her three times yeah so, um, and she you know hers was devastating. I watched her do hers, and that was oh. terrible and so um you know right before like, the World Cup or right before yeah. yeah, yeah, and she um, so her and I grew up together, we wow. like we were like, yeah we we used to go to training together, we used to cup all the time and played in the same, like, junior league teams and everything. So I think she's over here playing. I think she's over here playing now. I'm trying, I yeah, she is. She plays for Houston. She plays for Houston. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then Ellie Brush. I'm sure you know who Ellie, like, I don't know if you know who Ellie Brush is. She played for Houston as well um, with Carly, Carly Lloyd and stuff like that. So, uh-huh. Um, you know, like, just being able to see and, and, and recognize all these players and see, like, how far they can kind of come. Is really cool and like it gives like these young girls that are tearing their ACLs at like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, gives them hope that they can come back and doesn't matter and it's yeah. okay if they want to come back they can come back. I
0: start I I absolutely agree with you and I started looking at um, this injury with a new light like when you get to the highest level and you start playing um, it's it's actually. Um, I don't know, shocking in which way, like how many people have torn their ACLs at the highest level, or how many like have not. I think I think that I think that there's so many people that have gotten to where they are that have torn their ACL. Like I, I think about yeah. people on my teams, and it happens. Um, and it I I don't want that to be a stat that like I am proud of, but at the same time, I think that there's something in this process that like. If you take it and you, and you learn from it and you learn about how your body works, like, I don't want people to be, get injured to have to learn how their body works. Like, I do not want that at all. But there's something yeah. about this process that I think if you do approach it correctly, probably like you did the second time, like I did um, really my second and third time. But if you think of it more like, what can I learn out of this about how my body works, how my body functions? Um, what I put into my body, uh, you know, all these things help you excel. And so then yeah. I think that these people that have torn their ACLs, if they have taken it and really used it to help them grow, they, they can excel and get to the highest level. Like it's not a setback anymore. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it's like it's, it's a setup for a combat. It can,
0: yeah, it really can be. It really yeah, can be. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, that's really cool.
0: Yeah. So um so now you live in
1: Southern California and you
0: when did you move there?
1: So I moved here about almost a year and a half ago. Okay. So I've been here I haven't been here that uh, that long, but I've been here for a little bit and so I'm I'm actually I do I do a bunch of things here. Um so I'm a CrossFit coach uh, Okay. and I'm a, I'm a nutritionist. Okay. And I'm also a personal trainer. I I'm sure you've heard of Equinox. Yeah. Yeah, so I work at um, one of the clubs over here and um, then I also am just, uh, I do a lot of private training and then I am just kind of like in the process of launching into like something that's going to be a bit more like online uh, training for people to just do whatever they want. Um, I do exercise rehab as well, so I did that after I told my ACL, I wanted to do exercise rehab, so I went and did some courses for that as well Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I'm kind of a bit of everything compiled into one (laughs) yeah I feel yeah that's how I am too yeah it's just awesome I mean
0: I think when and I don't know if this is the same with you but like when you have lived out something like your dream what you dreamed about doing and you like find your passion and something you're really passionate about just doing doing other things that you're passionate about whether it be like eight things or one specific thing like you are just driven to do that, and so yeah. like with me and you, you were saying you do a, a variety of things, but you're probably passionate about every single thing. So it makes it okay. Where other people yeah. look at us and they're like, "What? You're crazy!" I'm like, "No, I can't. Yeah. If I don't feel passionate about something, like it's really hard for me to do it."
1: Yeah. So what can we do to collaborate? Yeah. Um. Well,
0: I want to know more about like what your doing as far as I mean I would love to have you as a maybe a resource in the in the LA like um, Southern California region if people want to one of the things I want to build is like a way for um, people like you people that um, like I have Chris Gorez on the website right now where I am recommending these people as a source a resource mm-hmm. of, like, this this is who you can use if you want, like, sports-specific training. My big thing is, and you probably have noticed being in the U.S. now for a year and a half, is, like, our rehab system is not the same as you guys have. So we, um, with insurance, a lot of people only get, like, 20 to 30 visits, and yeah. then they're released, and they get Crazy. back into playing, and they're not ready to play yet. Like, mentally, physically, all those things are not ready to play yet, but... But like you said, the first thing you think when you tear ACL is when can I play again? So the fact that yeah. they think that they can, you know, that somebody of authority is telling them that they can play makes it feel mm-hmm. like it, it's okay to play. And I just don't think that that is – it's true. Like I think a lot of the times – and I'm not saying every single person, but I think a lot of the times there's this gray area where we yeah. have to treat those athletes um, a little more special. And that goes from um, – the way they train, like they need somebody to help them through that gray area. So Chris and I are actually trying to figure out how we do that, you know, how we um, put together a program that can help these athletes. And um, the hard thing is, is, and you know this as well, is everything is so different. Like you and I can get injured on the same day and be cleared on the same day and be at totally different spots. And I have to work on this and you have to work on this in order for us to get back to full strength and full health. And um, that's the really tricky part when putting together this gray area training is, um, you know, it is more about, like, one-on-one attention than anything. Like, you have to be able to look at the person and say, okay, they need speed work, Um, they need to be able to have more better reactions to things, quicker reactions, so how can we – how can we start working on those things while also building them back
1: up into playing again? Um, Crazy that so, you say all this stuff. Cause I have the exact, I, I have your, your exactly what you want. You do. Yeah. So there is this thing, basically it's called like ligament testing. So okay. there's basically some software where you get the person to do certain tests, mm-hmm. tests include like single leg squat, um, lateral bounding, uh, jumping, and reaction time. So it basically goes and collaborates your force. um, It collaborates your strength and your um, ability to react to things. Hamstring especially is obviously going to be involved in it. And it basically collaborates all this information. And then the information will come all together, compiled into this awesome little software system. And the software then kind of reaches back to you and says, Yes, you're ready, or no, you're not ready. And then it will kind of spit out some information going, you know, your right leg is at this point. Your left leg is at this point. The chances of you re-tearing are probably at least at 50%. So most of the time, our chances of a re for most females in particular, you're a 50% chance of re-tearing at the, when you come to your first game back. Mm-hmm. One, because of multiple different reasons. Right. But there is, um, there's actually a massive amount of technology that I've implemented a lot of it um, I, so I have a I have an ACL rehab protocol that I okay. um, that I follow, and I still follow it. I still do my ACL re- rehab every week, at least once a week. I will spend up to ninety minutes just doing like the the boringest stuff, but it's the best stuff.
0: Yeah. Right? So I'll
1: do I'll do I'll do probably ninety minutes of that stuff, just gliding and all that kind of stuff. You know, just to make sure that my knee's strong because essentially mm-hmm. I need it for what I do, and I do a right. lot of like squatting. So. Um, so there's that system. So that one thing that you might be interested in is like, I don't know if this is something that you want to service to everyone, but specifically over here, I know, you know, that like soccer over here is ridiculously massive. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, do you get a lot of people reaching out to you about, um, like one-on-one training or finding someone that's going to help or how does it work?
0: Um, not I get a lot of people not in that stage. I would say that that's um a rarity if somebody um reaches out about that. You mean like one-on-one
1: training as far as Docker goes or re- even rehab stuff, like knowing what to do or like coming back onto the field. Like basically those people that um are coming back to like put their boots on or you know. Yeah, I get a few a
0: yep, I get a few people that do that um I I typically connect them with Chris, which is yep. Um What'd you say? Where's Where is he? he? L. A. Uh, no, he's in Virginia. Okay. All right. So he was what? He was our strength and conditioning guy when Shannon and I played for the Spirit. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, cool.
0: But this is like this is the cool thing is like um you know so much of about it is I think that one on one interaction and you know, even the ability to be in front of you once a week, once a month, twice a month, whatever it may be um, for those people. And that's what Chris has. Like he has a girl that goes to University of North Carolina and she drives up um, once or twice a month to see him in Virginia because, um, you know, she believes so much in his like return to play stuff that he's doing and
1: how he, so I,
0: I, I, um, you know, for you, I think the same thing. Like if there's someone from Southern California or California who wants to um, get the this kind of training, training in, yeah, I I would love to, you know, see what you have and see if it's a good resource for them to um, – yeah. are you all online? I mean, what do you – where do you yeah. have
1: – Okay. Yeah, all online. So what I was thinking is actually being able to uh, – because I'm actually doing some uh, content. So, so I have a photographer and a big – videographer basically that I work with and um, if you want I can actually do some um, ACL rehab style exercises that you can start posting on your page so you can actually and, and this way you can go you know if this is not what you guys are doing you should be doing this like you should be doing you know some of this like if you're at you know x amount of weeks this is one of the exercises so I can actually help you with some content and I can okay. send you some videos that you can then post it on social media or your website, and you can basically help reach out to people just by adding in maybe some something. Like, I don't know if they're, you know, they might not be doing certain movements. Like, you know, they might not be doing the whole quad flex thing, you know, right. and just showing them. Or they might not be doing quarter squats, single leg quarter squats or single leg, you know, quarter jumps, anything like that. So we can actually basically provide all of your followers who are maybe going through Run Right now, and you'd be like, hey, you guys at the four-week mark, this is what you should be doing. This okay. should be incorporated into your uh, into your protocol. Um, and then I can actually send you my protocol that I follow. And if you want to, like, have it there for people as a PDF and they can download it and they can f- follow it, it's going to be a simple guideline for people, um, mm-hmm. especially for the ones that cannot afford, like, you know, the, the recap. Right. And right. I know that there's several because the, the, the surgery is super expensive. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah. You know, the, just just stuff like that. So I'm happy to collaborate with you in terms of sending you content and stuff like that. And then if you want to basically say, you know, you've got a California base that if people in California need someone to reach out to, they want to maybe do some private training, they want to come see me for the testing or something like that,
0: then they can actually
1: do that because I'm available. And cool. And in in terms like because I'm actually quite central. So where I am, like I'm I I, I tend to train people at Cal State Fullerton. I do okay. you've ever been there. So um, that's usually, like, where I kind of go. And, like, that's pretty central to most people, unless you're, like, in, you know, deep, like, Santa Clarita is pretty far. But, yeah. I mean, if people are coming out to see me just to go and go, yeah, I want you to see where my girl's at or my boy's at, mm-hmm. I can actually do that for them. Do you have a website, or what are you doing all this through? I will be doing it all through a website. So, um, I mean, I'm happy to just kind of send you some of the stuff. At the moment, I'm just re- reshaping my website so it's actually on my Instagram page like there's a link there you can just follow okay. it across okay. training and so it's something that I basically started when I was in Australia and I just wanted to help people kind of help them with methodology to do whatever they whatever's is going to suit them to get their to their optimal health. Like it didn't have to be CrossFit, and it didn't have to be soccer or the gym. It could have just been body weight functional exercises. It could have just mm-hmm. been running. So usually I will program people um, according to whatever their goals are, and the goals might be a rehabilitation goal, or it might even just be um, you know a nutritional goal or whatever. So most of my stuff comes from. The direction that they want to go, rather than something that I just offer, like you know, out on the limb. Like it's usually like, oh, okay, this is where you want to get to. Okay, let's let's define a blueprint for you to get there. Right. Okay.
0: Um, cool. Well, I'm I'm excited to look at that and um, see some more of the stuff that you're doing. I think it's really cool for me. I like working with people who you know have been through the injury can kind of relate to all the ins and outs of it. And are trying to make it better and and um, the process better. So I respect that and and all that you're doing. Yeah. And
1: but one yeah, of, one of the really other cool. things that I was going to also say is prehab. So maybe for people, yeah. this is I don't know if this is the direction you want to go, but people who haven't torn their ACLs, how do you try and avoid it as much as possible? Yep, and you, if you do certain things, that's going to yep. that's going to help. Yep.
0: Um. Yeah, and I like I said the earlier. My two main goals are to really help this community of people who have joined the ACL club, but then to, um, you know, reduce the risk of people who haven't. So um, I started a program with Colorado Rush here, um, uh, just an activation program where they're using bands to warm up and stretching, and doing dynamic warm-up, stretching, and then activation, stabilization. But all those things, yes, that's... um, those are great too. Those prehab stuff and um, something that I, I definitely do look a lot into.
1: Do you have um, Do you potentially have a Do you have a Facebook page? Yeah. And do you have a Facebook group by any chance? Yep, we do. Yeah. So uh, and is that like the group? The group that's on there. Do they have to be invited? Is it private or is it open?
0: Um, it's, I have it as a closed group because I want people to feel like they can talk about whatever they're, yeah. like, about their injury and it not, I think when it's a, a closed group, you can't take that information and use it. Um, you can't share it. So uh, that's yeah. the reason that I put it that way.
1: What were you going to suggest? Oh, yeah. I was just going to ask, like, if you had like a community board or where people can actually collaborate and talk. Yeah. In.
0: yeah Yeah. and then
1: maybe yeah okay cool all right sweet yeah Yeah.
0: that's awesome once I look at all all the stuff and kind of what you have going and maybe once you get your website like totally launched we can release the a podcast kind of talking about your story and how you found um you know something else that you're really passionate about doing and helping people um with nutrition and uh fitness and all that stuff um it could be a good timing to like lead people to what you're doing.
1: Yeah, that would be cool. Cause one of the things that really saved me was what I ate after while I was doing my rehab.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. Like I couldn't believe how important like it was for me to eat well um, right. until like I was in the midst of it of my. Cause like a lot of people gain weight during mm-hmm. an ACL and I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, can't be doing that. Not with my job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right. me too. I, my third ACL, I, right before it, I started,
0: cause I had to get my bones grafted and then I had to get my ACL like six months later, five months later. Um, yeah. so before my ACL, I started taking, um, juice plus, which is just like uh, fruits and vegetables and capsules. And, yeah. um, I can't, I mean, I still take it to this day because I just believe in it so much and how much, um, every every day, like I know I'm getting the variety of 30 different fruits and vegetables that are going into my cells and changing the way my body works in like such a great way. So even if I do have that piece of cake or, you know, like something where I'm not eating great, I know (laughs) that I have like this this thing that's bridging my, my nutrition gap that's helping me every single day. And I really started to think more about like what I was eating and, um, it's amazing when you start to make those changes, how powerful they can be.
1: Yeah, no, I know. It's totally, it's 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 insane. So yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's let's just keep collaborating. Let's keep talking, and I, I feel like this is gonna grow into something cool.
0: Cool, me too. All right, you have a good rest of your day. Right.
1: Okay, thank you. Talk uh-huh. to you soon.
0: What a cool conversation with Schnez. I think she's on to some really good things in the Southern California area. So if you're around there and you need help kind of bridging the gap between your physical therapy and getting back on the field, the track, the court, whatever you're doing, hit her up. I have linked her in the show notes, and you can follow her on Facebook and talk to her there, and you guys can work out a time and place maybe to get some training in. I like what she said. I like her ability to... Be honest and talk about how she, the way she talked to herself was really key in her second recovery, how her nutrition was key, and how it has really pers- enabled her to pursue a passion of helping others by learning how to help herself first. So thank you, Shnez for sharing. I look forward to some of the stuff that we're going to do together with the ACL Club and your training. It should be cool, and I think everybody will like it. So Uh, thank you guys again if you have any suggestions I've been getting great emails from you guys thank you for the emails thank you for the reviews honestly it means a lot I have some skiers that I'm going to try to get on because a couple people have mentioned that they want to hear from some skiers so we'll see if we can get them on the podcast thank you go have a great Monday give someone a high five and cheer them up tell them that they have a new beginning right it's Monday start over start fresh Choose the path you want to live. Go out there and show your scars.